Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Bad chips like that. Good afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Rashmore Cosby Show on the Mighty Year 1090 in Southern California and the 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer G. Hay Wiley, Armani Buckets. Uh, before we get into Steph Curry claiming his throne as the three-point king, where we're at with COVID right now is very interesting. I think sp- the sports world right now is in a very precarious position. Um, the Lakers are scheduled to play the Mavericks uh, tonight. There's no reason to assume that that game won't happen. It's a 4.30 p.m. local tip in Los Angeles. Uh, but three Lakers players right now are in the health and safety protocol. That is Taylor Horton Tucker, Dwight Howard, and Malik Monk. Um, what we're learning about COVID right now, though, is that just because you tested negative today, we don't know what that means for tomorrow. And the reason that I say we're in a precarious position, and let's just focus on the teams here locally, the Lakers are on the road right now. So what does that mean? That, that means that they're traveling, right? So that means that they're going on the plane. That means that they're checking into a hotel. That means that they're doing things that, generally speaking, with what's happening right now in the world, are not ideal when you're talking about the spread of a virus. And it's amazing that we're talking about this right now in d- December because, you know, again, I, I think back to June 15th. June 15th, California fully reopened. And if you remember that, and it just was for one month here in the Los Angeles County. We it, was it was glorious. It was glorious. From June 15th to July 15th, if you were vaccinated, and here was the problem with that, if you just said you were vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask. You didn't have to wear a mask. There was no tiered system. There was no social distancing. I mean, things were normal for one month. And then we went back into at least you have to wear a mask. Then now you have to show that you're Either you've been vaccinated or you've got a negative test. But in the six months since then, we're kind of back in terms of sports in a position where players are being ruled out, coaches are being ruled out, games are being postponed, events are being canceled. The Lakers right now traveling and they're in Texas right now. And just as someone who's been in Texas and in Florida, I mean, those are kind of like wide open places. So here's why I think that the sports world or these teams or leagues need to, if not shut things down for a week or a few days, you need to implement new mandates. <laughs> because right now, you can't have a situation where guys are hopping on planes and checking into the hotel and going to the hotel bar and go- going out to eat and things like The way that this virus and the variant is spreading right now If you're on the road and the Lakers are in Dallas tonight, Minneapolis um, tomorrow, and then Chicago, I I don't know how bad this trip will be for them. Guys, what's your thought? I mean, again, I don't want sports to shut down. And by the way, don't be worried, folks. It will never shut down like it did before. Again, at the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't know what what this was. We didn't know if you got it, if you were going to be okay. We're in a different position right now. I guess what I'm saying is with the NBA 
it's really hard right now to have a situation with unmasked fans sitting courtside within a few feet of players, drinking, screaming at guys. This thing is going to spread and is spreading right now and it will continue to spread. I mean, every time I turn on the TV, new coach has been tested positive, new player, new game has been postponed. Again, the Chicago Bulls, two games postponed. That's just the tip of this thing. And from, you know, when you talk to people around the science world, this will continue through the new year. Again, large people gathering, traveling around Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Hopefully, come February, come March, come spring, we will be past this, or at least at a point where it's not like this. But the leagues have to figure out what to do right now, because we're in a bad spot. Yeah, I... I can't believe that we're here first yeah. of all because you know we've been here for the past two years now but the thing is like from a from a basketball strictly standpoint these games are going to matter so much less now because it you know you see the nets last night the nets had eight guys yeah. a lot of which are like g-leaguers and then kevin durant and somehow kevin durant willed them to a victory so speaking from a basketball standpoint it's hard to it's going to be almost impossible to take anything away from these games teams are just trying to get healthy stay healthy and just persevere through the next month or two while we figure out what's going on with covid so from that standpoint right there it sounds as if if the games are going to matter less shouldn't we do something about the games maybe i don't know i'm i don't want to see a pause but maybe if they need to pause for a week to see if things can straighten out yeah and then just push everything back you know the reason for the pause for me is that i i think that they need to reimpose some things in terms of how these games are being played because again it's so unique in terms of having fans sitting right next to players. And so you don't know what these fans are doing. I mean, I've been at these games and these fans are, they're at the bar across the street, they're at the hotel, they're hanging out with their friends. So, and then you're putting them because you need to sell these tickets. I mean, these tickets are so expensive. And for the first 15 months of the pandemic, teams and leagues lost millions of millions and millions of dollars. So they have to make that up. So the problem is, scientifically speaking it doesn't make sense because these people even if you say you have to wear a mask they're taking the mask down they're talking to their friends they're they're having a drink i mean i think in football you can at least try because there's not a fan standing right next to the player in the nba i'm watching that game last night with steph curry I mean, the players and the fans and the media are right next to each other. No one's wearing a mask. Everyone's hugging and kissing. And it's like, this thing's going to get really bad right now. And and when I say bad, again, if you've been vaccinated, you're okay. But if you've been tested positive, guys are going to have to sit out. And the number of positives will continue to grow here. And it's again, we're going to have a ton of games being not canceled, postponed. That's why I'm saying hard reset, whether it's a one-week break or a two-week break. The break is really, in my mind, to impose new mandates where you can't have what you had before. Again, we, we had it good, but listen, we, we knew we would be in this. And Gia, you, you were one of the first to say we're going to have to try to get past you know, 2022 as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that we're here right now because if you think about it, the, this is the time of the year where like cases are going to rise. But um, b- by the way, all these 
it, it's the new variant too that's not really helping the NBA, the NHL, and all these leagues' causes. It's not. It's it. Both are just not helping, yeah. right? Um, also, even if you're vaccinated, though, you still can get COVID, as no, we exactly. also mentioned. So, like, um, a lot of these guys that are vaccinated are still getting COVID. Um, maybe just a new protocol needs to be put in place where if you do have it and you get tested for the Omicron, like, maybe you need to extend your um, extend your stay of uh, not being yeah you know not being available so i i don't know i mean i don't know what they have to do i don't know if they have to go back to but they can't they can't cancel the, no they're not gonna game. cancel yeah yeah like none of that should be able to happen that shouldn't be a um it, it shouldn't be on on the list for maybe them to check off yeah. also scientists don't really know what they're doing like they're, yeah. they're still questioning this because it's all these different variants are coming out and it's they're multiplying and they're doing and they're um a diff, it's a different variant it's a different yeah. uh uh, disease so it's a uh, virus sorry no but yeah I mean here's the thing we don't know what we're dealing with right now the only good thing about this is unlike the beginning of the pandemic you know if you've been vaccinated you're going to be okay you're just going to get sick it'll be like the flu or, or whatnot and I know that's very controversial what I'm saying is the 11 players for example the Rams have 11 players on their COVID-19 list no one's concerned about them health-wise. The, the concern is they're not available. They're not going to play. And these are key players. Right. But uh, I want to also go back to, you can't control keeping masks on fans. Like, going back to no, Madison Square can't. Garden, Especially it's really, not really difficult. 65,000, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, going back to Madison Square Garden and Curry's shot and him oh, yeah. celebrating and there's just being people around you. I mean, like, how are you going to be able to control that? And if anybody's gone to an NBA game or even an NFL game, like, you're walking around. I've I saw people walking around no mask um, on, even though even if they do have the vaccine or they did test negative, uh, going into the, the these stadiums and these arenas. Like, how are you going to control them? How are you going to? You can't. You can't have the amount of people, same amount of people in there policing and being like, put your mask back on, put your mask back on. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be a really tough decision for uh, all leagues to make. Yeah. Uh, big announcement this morning, by the way, that is really big for the, the entire league, but more importantly for our, our good friends in Las Vegas, the National Football League officially announced Super Bowl uh, in 2024 is coming to Las Vegas. I mean, when you talk about over the past five years, well, Las Vegas going from kind of this town where no sports league wanted anything to do with them. Uh, you know, if a, if a player was found in a casino, you know, the league came after them. I mean, it's from where we were back again, not that long ago, just five or six years ago to them opening up T-Mobile. They got a hockey team. They got the Raiders. They opened up Allegiant. Um, this is, I mean, for them to get the gold standard of professional sports events in this country, the Super Bowl. And again, I've always said, if you can't go to the game, and sometimes even if you can go to the game, the best place to be during Super Bowl week is in Las Vegas. And now, the Super Bowl in February of 2024 is going to be in Las Vegas. I, I can't even imagine what the strip is going to be like. I mean, again, whenever the Super Bowl comes to your town, and again, GA, last year we were in Tampa, 
as as someone who goes to Vegas quite quite often, I mean, I I'm just trying to imagine Super Bowl in Las Vegas, what the parties are going to be like, what the ho- by the way, what the hotel costs are going to be like. I, I I shudder to think where the heck we're going to find a place to stay for that weekend. But man, Super Bowl week in Las Vegas, 2024. Yeah, we might have to Airbnb. Rush. <laughs> um, I mean, even when we went when we went to Tampa last year yeah. for, uh, I was looking at rates for that and that was astronomical so i can only imagine how crazy vegas is going to be and not to mention the parties as well right just, oh, no it's going to be it's going to be sick and think about the hotel not not just parties for media parties for players parties for you know all the products and stuff like that but also parties for just in different hotels how crazy it's going to be. This is like a godsend for, for Vegas right now financially. Oh, no. Like, they're so huge. excited, probably. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, like, the league went from having nothing to do with Las Vegas to you consider this. The Pro Bowl in February will be in Las Vegas. The draft will be in Las Vegas. And now the Super Bowl will be in Las Vegas. So it's, it's, it's going to be a fun place to be. Regardless, it's always a fun place. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, is that once you legalize, you know, sports betting, you know, making this okay for, you know, the rest of society to be okay with it, because this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Like, it just makes, in my opinion, it made no sense to not legalize it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, now, now that it's kind of out there in the ether and legal, this is great for everybody to be able to... You know, enjoy it. And now Vegas doesn't have so much of a, like, little tramp stamp. I know. By the way, it it was ridiculous for for people. I mean, because people, you know, if they wanted to place a wager on a game, you could. You know, it it wasn't like Vegas was the only place in the world where you could place a wager on a game. And by the way, you look at the handle, like the legal handle in Vegas this month was $1 The illegal handle around the country is is well over a trillion. People still gamble illegally. So, you know, uh, glad that Super Bowl is going to be in Las Vegas. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, two big games tonight. By the way, not only will they be on locally, they are both on ESPN. We begin at 4.30 p.m., the Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks. And then the 7 p.m. game is the Clippers and the Jazz. Armani Buckets, listen, the Lakers will have Anthony Davis back, but they will not have Dwight Howard again, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Monk. Uh, your thoughts, the Lakers-Mavericks. This is, again, big three-game uh, uh, road trip for the Lakers. They got the Mavericks, they got the Timberwolves, and then they got the Chicago Bulls. Well, hopefully all three of those games happen because of, Again, what we're going through with COVID. Uh, but beginning tonight, 4.30 p.m. tip, the Lakers are favored by one and a half. Your thoughts on this game? Listen, Luka's out, so there should be no excuses for them not to win this game. Yeah. This, this is another one of those games where it's just, I get it, they've underperformed all season, but you have to win games like this. Dallas had an interesting article on ESPN come out where the whole uh, oh, yeah. previous regime was basically destroyed um, in in an article about Coach Rick Carlisle, Luka Doncic. So it was very interesting to see that perspective come out before, you know, anytime any team plays the Lakers, it's going to be one of the highlights of their season. You know you're going to get their best punch, but this is an opportunity now to distance yourself from those 
seven through tens, the the play-in exactly. teams. So you have to take care of business tonight, and even against Minnesota uh, in their next game. They, these are games that are must must haves if you really are serious about distancing your, distancing yourself and staying out of that play-in. Yeah, I mean, and, and by the way. Their, their goal, and, it, and it's attainable, they are only two games back of the number four seed. And the reason the four seed is so big is, you're, you know, that four or five matchup, you know, you're going up against an opponent that's pretty close to you. You get home court advantage. And then you worry about the Suns and the, um, the Warriors in the next round. Uh, GA. Then we got a rematch of the second round series that we saw last year. Clippers, Utah Jazz, big game for the Clippers. Your thoughts on this game, GA? Clippers and Jazz. I mean, every game's a must win, (laughs) to be honest with you, with both these LA teams, right? So I'm really hoping that they just kind of keep the rotation flowing. Is um, is Paul George coming back or is he still... Let's see. Yeah, yeah let's see what the injury uh, situation is like. I I would imagine he's not going to play, but um, yeah. Listen, I mean, it, it's not a it's not a must win game in terms of. I mean, we still have like a long way no, to go. No, no, I, I just I yeah. just mean that it's a must win game as far as like those playing spots as opposed to oh, like sure. where his ranking where their ranking is. So yeah, they have yeah. to constantly be climbing in the upward hill battle. Um, and the Clippers always have that. It's us against the world mentality which i love and yeah. i think that they should keep that going the whole entire season um yeah i just i just mean that for those play playoff spots like that's why yeah every game you would rather play. not be in that play-in and he's, he's right. questionable for questionable. Tonight, yeah. Still, yeah. So. and so is batum right i believe so yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, it, you definitely want to be cautious now i mean the way that they're playing i i think it's not like they're playing with house money but i mean i, I don't think a lot a, lo- a lot of people expected them to be in this position, certainly when you talk about Paul George not playing in some of these games. So, Well, yesterday we talked about what those teams could do at the trade deadline, yeah. and then you had Serge Ibaka yesterday liking a tweet uh, basically that. <laughs> insinuating that he might be traded. Today is the 15th, correct? Yes, today yeah. is the time that they can actually trade those players okay. that were on that um, free agent signing period so as of now the nba now you can trade certain guys that weren't available so we might see some movement today see Serge is a guy that i would have no problem trading only because like you know he's been hurt last year he's hurt this year i don't see him factoring into the long-term plans of this team if you can flip him and get something who can if you can flip him and get a player who can help you now great but it it, it, that's not something where you're hurting the, the team in the future just to win Right now, I don't think the Clippers did this season unless they know something that we don't and Kawhi's going to come back. Uh, and I like Serge. And if Serge was healthy and if Serge could be the player that he was with the Thunder or with the Toronto Raptors, it'd be fantastic. But he just hasn't been. He's been hurt this year and he's been hurt a year ago as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you can maybe even package, you know, Serge and someone else for someone who can help you this year that that would be fantastic um but yeah and then the other game i'm really looking forward to again not tonight but just kind of planning for the future kansas city chiefs come into town to play the los angeles chargers thursday night football this is a big one this is a big one and we, we've, we've kind of talked this year how well the chargers are playing they've been inconsistent but as inconsistent as they've been if they can find a way to win tomorrow night 
If they can beat the Chiefs at SoFi, they will be tied with the Chiefs atop the, the, the division. They'll hold the tiebreaker because they would have swept the se- this season series. Again, they beat the Chiefs in KC. And if they can find a way, it's a three-point spread. The Chiefs are favored by th- three. I don't know. I mean, at some point, the Chiefs aren't going to run the table, are they? I mean, they're, they're going to lose at some point. They won six straight. I kind of like the Chargers in the spot. And if the Chargers can, again, find a way to win. And by the way, they're plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to win. But I kind of like those flyer bets where it's like, shoot, you know, if the, if the Chargers can find a way to win uh, tomorrow night. At plus 2,500, with the way Justin Herbert's playing, again, you got a franchise quarterback like that playing, and you can get plus 2,500 on the Chargers. And it's only his second year. Amazing. I mean, Justin Herbert's a beast. No one's done. I mean, again, you have to go back to Dan Marino to find a quarterback who's played as well as he has through his first two seasons in the league. And again, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl his first year with Miami. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back again, talking more about COVID taking over the sports world, the Lakers playing the Mavericks tonight, the Clippers playing the Jazz. We'll talk about all that and more when we, when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and the 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the all-new and Mightier 1090 AM. You're listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. When we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Again, the Lakers playing the Dallas Mavericks uh, tonight. 4.30 p.m. tip here locally. That game will be on ESPN. Also on ESPN, a very Los Angeles um, heavy uh, two games. We got the uh, Clippers and the Utah Jazz. Um, I like both of the local teams here. Uh, well, well, again, we'll see if Paul George plays. I mean, if Paul George is not going to play, it's going to be a tough go for uh, them. Uh, Jihei, I'm glad we've been getting some questions now. We, we kind of took a while there where we, we didn't. But now we got the fans back. We got the listeners back. How can they contact us? That's right, guys. You can email us at show at gmail.com. That is all lowercase A-R-A-S-H-M-A-R-K-A-Z-I-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Leads us to our first question from Simon Clark from Carlsbad, who asks, are we looking at another bubble situation with the upswing of players getting the COVID-19 virus and the new Omicron variant out there as well? I don't think so. I mean, so here's what we have is that when you test positive is that you just have to sit out and um, it, it could be for a c- couple days. You could miss a couple games. We're not going to have a situation like we did at the beginning of the pandemic. Again, you just have to remember at that point in time, we did not know enough about the virus. We didn't have a vaccine. Um, again, there was a lot more unknowns back then. You know, the big thing now, we do have the vaccine. The majority of the players are vaccinated. So, you know, what what does that mean? That that means they can get it. They can test positive. But generally speaking, that they're going to be okay. And um, there's going to be more wait times. The reason the bubble is not even a factor or, or not even a question 
financially, the leagues can't afford to do it, quite honestly. If you had to put a percentage on the chances that, let's say, Adam Silver just this week shuts it down, like, out of nowhere, what would the percentage of that be? It's low. It's low. I mean, because to shut it down, in my view, makes sense, but it only makes sense to re-implement what they have to do to finish out the season. And again... Financially speaking, they have to play all these games. They're not going to um, have a situation where it's in front of no fans. But the the changes have to be made is perhaps you have to go back to Zoom press conferences. You can't have fans be courtside. You you can't have reporters like on the court, like face to face with. I mean. You do have to go back to kind of like where we were at, let's say maybe six months ago, where, um, you know, when they traveled, they had to go straight to the hotel, straight to your hotel room. You can't go to the hotel bar. You can't go out to eat. Again, this is not an ideal situation, but financially, the league and the teams cannot afford to A, cancel games, B, not play games, um, go into a situation where you're not playing in front of fans. That's not even a, a, a... a question. I'm not saying that, that that doesn't make sense, but the problem is they lost so much during the 15 months that that, that the world really shut down. They're not going to go back to that, but they do have to figure out a way to play out this season. And the NBA is unique in the in the sense that you do have courtside fans. And I think back to that game in Sacramento where a fan puked on the court. I mean, like you want to talk about how crazy that that is. At least. With football, you don't have that. At least with football, the fans are in the crowd. And, and not that these teams don't care about the fans, but they're worried about like these games happening. So you got to protect the players and the coaches. And so whether that means we go back to Zoom press conferences, whether that means, um, again, that no one can be within six feet of these guys. And, and when they travel, like we travel together, go straight on a private plane, private uh, bus straight into your hotel room we'll deliver the food to you but like they have to figure out a way in 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 this will probably last through january but i really think by this spring it uh, again we've been here but we've been here before but when you look at the first pandemic not the first pandemic the last pandemic 100 years ago it lasted two years and march will be two years i do think by march we'll get passes you do have to find a way to get through these next few months though and we're in a tough spot yeah no definitely i mean i'm hoping that the league maybe just takes her time and just figures out figures out what the protocol needs to be at least for this season um thank you simon for that question we're going to move forward to sean lerman from huntington park who asks other than ben simmons what name should we expect the lakers to target at the trade deadline Armani, what do you think here? I mean, there's a lot of names out there who could be on the trading block. Um, you know, I, th- I think there are some names that we don't even know about. But, you know. Most definitely some names that we don't know about. I would say, first of all, we have to be realistic and understand that the Lakers don't have this treasure chest of assets available to trade out. That's yeah. why, you know, we, we discussed this um, either yesterday or the day before. The Ben Simmons thing is probably not realistic if what his value according to Daryl Morey uh, is what it is. We have to look at the the role players around the league. Guys like maybe an Eric Gordon from the Rockets. The Rockets are on a <laughs> are they're on a tear right now. They've won eight out of their last ten. 
I don't know if they're, they are trying to sell. I don't know how no. quickly they're trying to sell, but a guy like that, you can plug him in and immediately he gives you a six man scoring option off the bench. I think he's, he's a better option at that than even a Carmelo Anthony. Look around the league and you have to look at the teams that are not performing well. The New York Knicks are not performing well. They've been linked to Derrick Rose in the past. Would that be an option? A guy like Rose can come in and maybe even split the minutes with Westbrook. He might be a cleaner fit next to LeBron. But the the point is that we have to look at the teams that are pretty much out of the running right now. The problem is with a lot of those teams, there's a reason why they're out of the running. They yeah. don't have many good players to give a team like the Lakers. But I would say that Houston's players... New Orleans, if they have anybody that the Lakers are interested in, it's not going to be, you know, names that people like. But I don't know, maybe like a Garrett Temple, who I don't know if that does anything for you. I don't even know if he gets in the rotation, but it would be lesser names like that that I would think that they're targeting primarily. Now, someone like a Jeremy Grant with Detroit. Now, he's going to be out for a while, right? I mean, I mean, he was yes. a name that was attached to the Lakers. I mean, but obviously if he's out, they, then he can't help. But um, if, if he's healthy, would he be a guy that you would want? Yes, he would be a guy that I would want. I don't think that the Lakers have what it takes to get him. But, yeah. you know, it's tough to tell with a guy like Jeremy because he was in Denver and his role was a lot less. And so... If you're going to trade for him, maybe GMs around the league look at him on a good team in that lesser role mm-hmm. instead of being in a, you know, in a bad situation in Detroit where he's the man. Maybe you can acquire him for a THT, Austin Reeves, and something else. But again, the Lakers are not going to be able to compete in trade packages with other teams because if other teams want Jeremy Grant, I would think that they would be able to put together... Uh, package centered around draft picks that would be more enticing than the Lakers offer. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder, the Lakers love THT. I wonder what name out there would, you know, I don't know what to what extent LeBron's in these conversations and Rich Paul, but like, what player would they be like, okay, we love him, but okay, we have to part with them. It's, it's THT to me. Yeah. And yeah. Th- this is the thing about the NBA is we always have these internal sources saying, oh, we love this guy, we love this guy. I have nothing against THT. I just am skeptical about how much they really love him and how much of it is fluff for upping his trade value. We saw this with Kuzma in the past. We've seen this with many Lakers that the and other players around the league and other teams. It's just we hear about the Lakers more. When they love a guy, it's always, to me, like kind of skeptical. Are they trying to fluff him up? Are they trying Mm. to ship him out? But, you know, I, I would definitely think THT would be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well hopefully, well, today's the end of the trade deadline, right? So no, no, no. This, beginning, is, this sorry, is the beginning, good beginning. The beginning yeah, yeah, of the, the beginning. We of have it, until, so what, February 10th? Mid-February. February, yeah. February, February, yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we shall see, right? We shall see. Um, thank you so much, Sean, for that question. We're going to move forward to Jackson Apple from Ontario, who asks... Uh, not to diminish what Curry has done, but do you think that there's anyone in the league that will break his record right now? I don't think so, because here's the thing. I think by the time he retires, and he's still in the prime of his career, I mean, he is going to... This will be one of those marks that will be unbreakable. No one's going to touch it. I mean, he's going to hit 3,000 shortly, and again, you know, he passed Ray Allen, 
and Reggie Miller. And I mean, I, I don't see anyone coming close to that. And again, not a knock on who the next players are coming up. You know, you could say Clay Thompson. I, I really hope to God that Clay Thompson comes back and he's a player that we remember before. I mean, it's so sad how him going down has really affected his career. We just haven't seen him. But no, listen, and, and again, not that there's not great young shooters out there. No one is going to do what Curry did. And again, he's in the prime of his career. So what number he retires at, no one's going to touch that. The thing is about Steph, it's, it's not just the fact that he's made all these three-pointers. The other part of it is you have to have teammates that are willing to watch you shoot 30 times yeah, a that's game. A gr- yeah. And a big reason for that is after the game here, there's a viral video of Steph giving the Rolexes engraved Rolexes yeah, to his original three yeah, yeah. To his, and that's what makes him so special is he has never had an ego since the moment no, he came yeah. into the league he's basically been egoless even when at the beginning of his career they were favoring maybe Monte Ellis over him and they didn't know if they wanted to build around him and he had to go through all these trials and tribulations before he became Steph Curry yeah. and that makes him not only I, I don't see anybody in the league able to at this current stage in time that guy doesn't exist now remember that all these kids are going to grow up watching Steph Curry emulating his style of play so maybe it's possible in the future but the only way it's possible I think is if you match his unselfish attitude that's yeah, what so really, rare though it's so rare which is why you know nobody's done what he's done it's mm-hmm. people have to want to pass you the ball yeah. and let you shoot that many times yeah. yeah i mean he this also took 10 years yeah for, yeah. Him, for him to break this record too right so nobody was thinking that anybody was going to break ray, ray allen's record you know yeah. um, 10 years ago so um and he also revolutionized the game like let's yeah, get real did. like I, it, there's not going to be another another curry like yeah. like this there's not gonna be another transcendent player like this who redefines probably where the three-point line needs to be right because he's changed the college game as well it's like a trickle-down effect right so mm. um yeah. i guess the one guy we forgot it's maybe trey young down the line but i can't see him breaking steph's record but i think he would be maybe the only one because of how many shot attempts he's going to shoot in yeah. his career well and also like you said it's availability it's your teammates yeah. being like yeah give him the rock like i don't exactly. care like let him shoot i think if anyone's going to break this record it's going to be some kid who just watched curry yeah. break like, the record. we don't know who's going to break it because it's some kid like you said watching Steph, wanting to play like stuff because again he did change the game. You know, when, when I think back to, like, the Shaq-Kobe years, I mean, people forgot how dominant Shaq was and how basically, like, as great as Kobe was, Shaq was so dominant that you had to run through Shaq. And, and, and so we don't have that. The way the Warriors and Steph and Clay and the way that they played, I mean, it changed the way we, we view the game. The center position, you can't vote on it. During the All-Star game, you can't vote on it. I mean, Draymond at the center position yeah. just changed how we view this thing. But but just so much fun to watch. And to your point, just such a great guy. The, like the smile on his face and the way he has fun and the way his teammates want to play f- with him for him. I was actually shocked that yesterday he finally admitted and he said, I was waiting till I got the record. Yeah. And, but yes, I am the best shooter ever. That's the first time <laughs> I've ever heard Steph kind of give it back to people because yeah. he's always jabbed at his whole career he's been kind of 
under the scrutiny. Well, he's also been really groomed too, right? Yeah, like, course, I mean, yes. you know, he, yeah. he grew up in in the league like before he could be actually on that physical court. So he he has a good head on his shoulders because his parents are great, wonderful people that were like, "Look, dude, you're you're the smaller guy. You're gonna, I'm sure he got groomed." So yeah, and you can tell. You can also tell when he gets interviewed when he does, um, you know when he it does talk to to reporters and journalists and stuff right. like that like he's not going to be that guy that's like well I'm the best in the world like he's like I know I'm the best yeah. like I mean look at the numbers but the joy he has for, for for the game and I just think to like the pre-game I mean I would always tell people if you're going to go to a Warriors game certainly this was back in the day but I think it's tr- true now his shooting routine just watch yeah. that yeah, it's great. I mean that's worth I mean as crazy as it is you'll have fun watching the game if you get there early and you can watch him go through his routine, that's worth the price of yeah. admission because you're never going to see. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to say you watch that in person. And it's such a special routine. And when he goes into the concourse and he takes that <laughs> shot, I mean, it's, 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 it's nuts. But he's the kind of player that if you have a young kid out there, and I know you, you, you know, some people are like, oh man, he's just shooting threes. The way he handles himself, the way he plays the yes. game, the teammate he is, the person he is. I mean, you would want to be like him. And also, look at that quick release, man. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's oh, just, yeah. it's so stunning. So, um, but you spoke about the price of admission. Um, obviously, Steph Curry is w- very well worth the price of admission. Oh, yeah. um, but speaking of that, it leads us to our last question, Arash, from Peter Turner from Rancho Palace Verdes, keeping it local uh, here in the South Bay. He asks, the get-in price for the Warriors' Knicks game last night was $565, and that was the cheapest price. Wow. What's the most you would pay for a sporting event? Um, it's a tough question. You know, I mean, it, it really depends on what's at stake. I mean, if it's the Super Bowl, I guess I'd pay like 1000 to go to the Super Bowl because like, if my team was playing in it or something like that. The most I've paid for a, a ticket was when Magic Johnson came back and this was in 96 and I was 16 and so like I had saved up a lot of money it was 250 it was 250 to sit up in the colonnade and and that was and again that that's just to be in the building for a moment like that so that's the most I've paid the most I would would be willing to pay but the the face value for a Susu World ticket's well over a thousand now you can't even get it for a thousand I mean it's that's just a lot of money and now, and now the beauty of, of of sports the way and by the way this is why so many leagues are struggling with attendance if you get a nice high def TV surround sound I mean it's such a great sport just it's great to watch at home um, but I'd pay one thousand. I think it, I, I agree with you. I think it's dependent on the game, yeah. right? Um, dependent on you know if it's your if it's your squad. Like, so there's always the Duke North Carolina game. That's oh, my yeah. bucket list. Um, I still have not gone to those. So anybody that has a ticket for me, I will <laughs> gladly go to uh, Durham and and fly out for that. Um, I would spend a lot for yeah. that game. So it, again, it really I think it really depends on the game. It depends on. Uh, the season it's Coach K's last season, so you know why not go see a game? If this was like Kobe's last year, like you know that sixty-two seventy, oh, yeah. game, you know point game, like obviously you don't realize that if it's one be was a one of those game, where I, I think you kind of roll the dice and you're thinking, okay, no matter what, this is Kobe's last game. No matter what you paid to go to that game, there is no one who regrets that. No matter what you paid, whether it was a thousand, ten thousand, whatever. 
to see Kobe drop 62 in his last game, and certainly now with, with you know, the fact that he's not here, you know, it, it's just, there are, are certain games, like, GA, like, if you had paid a ton of money and went to that Giants Patriots, again, you guys have beaten them twice, but it, it wouldn't have mattered. It. It, would be, it would be totally worth it. You know, what was, what's the most for, for you? I would say around the same price. And my head immediately went to when that question was posed to the Kobe situation. Yeah, because yeah. it would have to be either my team, a, a Chicago team that, that I'm so invested in emotionally, or a situation where a Kobe's last game. I wonder what's going to happen at LeBron's final game. I oh, mean, yeah. that is going to be... It's going to be interesting because, you know, he doesn't have the, the lore of being in one place his whole career. Exactly, yeah. It's still going to be... It's still LeBron. An but. A, incredible festivity. Kobe, it was like this icon of the city, and it was just like everybody that I talked to was like, are you are you going to the game? Do you want to go to the game? Like, And I'm like, I can't afford it. But I, what was the starting... Do we remember how, how much it was? It was probably maybe more. I mean, but it, it I think they get him. The door was almost a thousand dollars. I forgot exactly, but it, it was. And again, the Lakers were terrible that year, um, and th- th- there was no guarantee that they were going to win. There was no guarantee that he was going to have a good game. The fact that they came back, they beat Utah, and he dropped sixty-two was amazing. And I don't think any single person that spent that money regrets no. spending that money at all. I mean, that was exactly. a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And that's what we're talking about here is if you go to a game and you pay that much money, you're hoping for that once-in-a-lifetime. Exactly. It's it's saying that you were there when history was made, when a championship was won. Again, I mean, you wouldn't pay that to go to a, you know, a Tuesday night game against you know someone during the season, but you would pay that to... Um, I t- again, watch Steph Curry make history or watch Kobe or LeBron make history or their last game or their championship game or a moment like that. That's when it's sort of like, again, like the, the, just, just being there and being in that moment, like that's the fun of it. And, I, and it's such a rush when you're there. And, and you get, you get, again, I, I love watching games on TV. I love watching games, you know, like at home, but, but oh, just to, to be there, there's nothing like it. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.